Mr. Pop. Also, I thought the umpires did a good job. Oh, turn it up. Here we go. This is Rock and Roll, your weekly shot of sport and music with Kevin Hillier, Brian Mannix and Mark Fine. Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of Ruck and Roll. Now Brian, Finey, this is our shot. This is our big shot, as they keep telling us on television. I don't know if you've seen this. Welcome Brian Mannix, welcome Mark Fine. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, I tell you what, what sort of yeah. shot is it? Because if it's the money shot, then no. get it. <laughs> no, no have, you seen, have you seen those ads where this is the, there's just this uh, sort of uh, uh, merry-go-round of, uh, of celebrities walking through, this is our shot, this is our shot, oh, this is our shot. It's all about getting uh-huh. vaccinated and this is our shot at uh, making it. Oh. And it's Eddie and it's Rebecca Madden and it's uh, Richard Wilkins and it's, oh, God. Are we that stupid that we need a like a, a you know, carousel of bloody celebrities to tell us to get a vaccination? Yeah, I don't you know that their arms are more important than ours and they're, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm with and you. better. Well, I think we are pretty stupid, so, you know, maybe we need it. But um... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm booked into mine, but I've decided to get it. You know, look, I don't want it to go wrong, so I'm getting with somebody who knows how to give a shot. Mm, who's that? Stephen Dank. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. Ah, uh, very good. An expert in the field. An expert yep. in the field. I was booked. Yeah. I, I wasn't booked in for mine, but I put my paperwork in to get the the uh, for the uh, AstraZeneca. Um, and basically, my doctor said it's going to be six weeks or six to eight weeks beforehand. So Sarah and I went down to the the local. Uh, not the local injecting. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we just ripped down to the 7-Eleven and got one there and whacked it in. And we just went, uh, oh, what, a week and a bit ago now and uh, and lined up and took it. The whole process took about 20 minutes and we were the first vaccination done. we got to go back in 11 weeks or whatever it is, 10 weeks. And you picked up a, a coffee for just a dollar down for 10-Eleven <laughs> while you're getting the shot. Wonderfully easier. Um, have you had Have you had either of your – well, not either. Have you had your first uh, jab yet, uh, Brian? And please be nice about it. Uh, <laughs> please be nice. <laughs> have, I had my, have I had my first jab yes, yet? Yes, Brian, please be no, nice. No, I, had me, I had my first jab many, many, many years Brian. ago. But, um, no, I'll, um, no, I haven't had the jab yet. And um, – um, I guess I'll have to, but I'd, I'd really rather have the visor than the um, the blood clotting one. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and and what I'm told, you get the vaccine. It doesn't mean you won't get it. It doesn't mean you won't spread it. It just means you probably won't die from it. Well, you know, if if that's what if that's what gets it done, and we uh, we keep it at bay, let's just all get the, the vaccination. Bloody hell. You know, we all go and get well, the flu vaccination. So because, we've all been vaccinated because, for everything else. Look, no, clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, I think I'm sort of behind the times. Why is that funny? I'm just about to get my body's plague vaccine. Yes, the, uh, things take a little longer in South Yarra these days because you know the the uh, viruses don't. Don't go to South Yarra very often, Fanny. It's funny you should say that because I am booked in June twenty second. Natalie booked me in. I said, "Where's it going to be administered?" She said, "In the arm." Where about in South Yarra? The arm. Yes. Uh, it's a funny, yeah. funny, funny. So, well, it's a f- not funny world we live in. It's a most unusual world we live in these days. Um, well, I had the first gig for about eight weeks on Saturday night, and of course. And the man shut us down again. So no work for me. Starting to be a bit of a drain on the uh, finances without JobKeeper and um, just living off savings and shit. It's kind of annoying because I didn't do this. I'm being put out of work on the first one to be put out of work, on the last one to come back on the work. And why? Because they mismanaged the thing. They didn't learn anything about quarantine from the first stuff up and they've just made the same mistakes again and once again I'm out of work because of incompetent government 
And governments. I, I remember be fair to say governments, Brian, not just one. I did though. say government. Yeah, government. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like how long can this go for when it's like, oh, you know, we've got another case here, so you know, everybody shut down again. You know, it's, it's, I think this lockdowns is probably doing more harm than COVID. You know, so many people are losing their businesses. Do you you now regret the hit single that you had? Everybody wants to work. I tell you what, I don't feel that much at the moment. No, no, (laughs) not me. Yeah, that's Uh, right. At the moment. Famous last word. Yeah, Yeah, well, sometimes you get what you wish for and I'm sort of, (laughs) you know. I want to work. I want to do something. I'm bored walking up and down the house and it's so frigging cold. You know. I'm going to move to Queensland. That's it. Well, the, amount, the amount of people who are doing just that or moving out of Melbourne and moving into uh, country Victoria, in many ways, I mean, I feel very sorry for the people in rural Victoria who have been hit with this uh, and really they're not in the in the hub of or the the centre of the epicentre of where it's all going right. on. That's actually happening in Melbourne. I'd hate to see a ring, a ring of steel put up again, but it looks like it's probably going to happen. Well, it's a joke for those people up in, you know, Mildura and, yep. you know, where there's no cases and yet they've got a lockdown. It's just, you know, that's silly stuff. You know, we we wet our pants in Victoria. Like where Sydney Hay have an outbreak, they lock down the um, the northern beaches and the rest of the city keeps running. Whereas we get a sniff here and now, ah, shut everything down. Uh, fourth lockdown. And mm. they've got to tell us they're doing a good job. Gee whiz. Well, imagine yeah. if they're doing a bad job. <laughs> yeah. I must admit I've spoken to a number of people who said they've flown uh, elsewhere around the country or have been elsewhere in the country and the, the QR code thing seems to work well there. The QR code thing doesn't seem to be even, you know, a thing in, in Victoria and people are telling me they're coming flying in from interstate and there's no checks at the airport when you fly back into into Melbourne, all those sort of things. So well, there, well, there's clearly issues. Not this. Last Thursday, I think it was, is the day I think we went into lockdown. Yep. Um, I'm up at the pub because we was going to go into lockdown that night, so I better get some pub time in. And um, I'm talking to these guys from Skybus that I know. And apparently on that night, we all just gone down in lockdown. That night, a chartered plane came in, bringing in 150 people direct from India. Now, what kind of a message does that send? We're all locked down, and yet you're bringing 150 people in from the most riddled with COVID place on the planet. You know, why are they coming to Melbourne? We're in lockdown. Send them to Darwin. Send them I was going to say, I thought they were all flying Australia. into Darwin. Yeah. No, we had 150 come in. Nobody's reported it, but this guy showed me the email. Because they, they had to pick them up, and they would have had a police escort, take three buses of them into the city, and I just think, well, that is just ridiculous that, you know, oh, we're in so much trouble, we've got to lock everybody down. Then you bring in 150 people from bloody India of all places. Mm. That's just double standards and hypocrisy and stupidity. Yep, yep. Stupidity seems to be uh, rampant, I think, uh, but you can't take a vaccination for that. That's, uh, that's something we can't get vaccinated against, unfortunately. <laughs> How um, How's your family handling it, Finey? Oh, you take it, you know, You've got a sort of, what's the song by Chumbawamba? You get knocked down, you get up again, you know what I mean? Yep. Well, luckily the boys, you know, mum's an apprentice um, engineer. So the company makes stuff for the army, so they work on the garbage. Yep, they're essential. Yep, the younger fellow, um, he's part-time at Coles in the bakery in Richmond and leaves us up in his hours all the time because yep. he's a good worker and so he's making out like a bandit. Um, the youngest one, the daughter, well, she's just, you know, she's had more opportunity to be on that bloody screen talking to her friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, last night, actually, you know, I wanted to do something. She said, no, and she was on the screen with four of them, you know, they, they, it looks like the Brady Bunch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's it, get off. You're not, you're, you're getting off your screen. No. Completely defiant, wouldn't do it. <laughs> so I walked in there, you know what I said? No. I said, get off the screen. How dare you call your mum a spastic? And also, 
referring to building that store in the wheelchair as a retard is unacceptable. What? And all of, you know, so I made it up completely. Um, <laughs> kids, kids are so PC that all the four kids on the screen go, Harper, that's terrible. You've got to go and apologise. <laughs> oh, very nice. Bit well, of, bit of shaming going on there. Well done, Finey. That's excellent. It's not true. It's not true. I said, and now you're lying, and that just compounds the problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is uh, that what is a, that's guerrilla warfare. What a trick! Well Billy, I said, Paul Billy's come over here three or four times to ask to oh, play geez. or just to hang hang around, oh, oh. and every time you yell at him, oh, oh, go no. back home, you retard. Finally, jeez. You know what? The re- well, the I revenge, the revenge on that. As possible. I know you're not supposed. To, I know you don't use that word, but I protect. If he's not going to listen to me when I tell her to get off the screen, no. What uh, what recourse do I have? Well, other than to shape my life. All I can say is the revenge that she will in, uh, get on you for that. Be very very careful, Finey. Yeah. I'd be getting your shirt collar, putting some <laughs> lipstick on and putting lipstick marks all over your shirt collar and let oh, you explain that. You could be uh, Don't worry, my wife, would be, my wife would be all over that. She'd be going, first of all, why are you wearing lipstick, Mark, and why are you kissing your own shirt? And why you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Natalie's not an idiot. Um- <laughs> <laughs> but she thinks I am. Yes. Yeah. Oh, goodness me. All right. Uh, now, what okay. else? Uh, now, uh, uh, I wanted uh, to well, mention. Can I tell you, I- I have been, I've had a, I'm in conflict with a, a female, some on some sort of, I don't know, social media presence. Right. And she's making my life a misery, this woman. Really? I don't even know I don't even know her real name. What happened? Yes. She's the OK Google when I request a song. Now this <laughs> our Google it hates me. Right. And we'll pick we'll pick a song that's completely not what I want. And then I get angrier, and he just stays calm and picks other songs I don't want. <laughs> and then I swear at it and says, you don't need to say that. I mean, I hate it. Every song I, I ask for, either a terrible version, like I was after a, a guy called, uh, he's a dance guy, um, Green Velvet. So, certainly, Blue Velvet by whatever his name is. Oh, the, Green o- Velvet. The, the old song, Blue Velvet. Yeah, why is she playing blue velvet? I asked for green velvet. She's doing it on purpose, I'm telling you. <laughs> Google's well being known to be colourblind. Right. Yeah, well, you know. And you didn't get black velvet by, what's it, Alana, was it Alana Miles? Black velvet, remember that? Yeah, hell, you can forget it got thrashed on the radio. Yeah, that uh, actually, that conversation you're having with Google finally reminds me of a program director I worked for back in the 1980s. <laughs> I used to ask for songs. They go, "No, you're not playing that. Play this one." And go, "No, but it's a shit song." They go, "No, you're playing it." Anyway, uh, we'll be playing. We'll be playing uh, Chart Attack a little later on with the year that uh, that you've selected, Finey. Um and you yeah, get, and you get to pick the year next year. Uh, next year, next week, Brian. Right. Okay. No worries. Uh, we'll have a look at our footy tips. Uh, I did want to mention a couple of. Uh, we always talk about uh, you know those those great stars that unfortunately have passed in the last week of the of the show. We missed a couple last week. We missed Lorraine Desmond, who were uh, terrific Australian. Television. Oh yeah. One of one of the one of the great stars of uh, of a country practice, obviously, but uh, fantastic um, stage star as well. Yeah. She got a lot of the boys in Vietnam through too. Yeah, I know. I know a few Vietnam vets, and I think she entertained the troops. And you know, many a lonely night with a picture of Lorraine Desmond got them through the heat of battle. Right. And uh, yeah, no, she's very popular. Yeah, no, really popular and really very talented too. Very multi-talented in the the kind of old vaudevillian type uh, performer could do everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did king dance, triple threat. And as someone who grew up in Queen, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> triple. I told you, I told you the Eddie Sigwood story, didn't I, boys? No. I remember this kid to go with my great mate Offer, who's still a great mate of mine, and I could bring up the Eddie Eddie Sigwood when he was on radio and call him a turd, and he wouldn't dump me. <laughs> 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 and I did it twice, and I got away with it. How did you call him a turd without upsetting him? Because Ernie, you just needed to play to his rather large ego, and I rang up and I said, Ernie, I really bemoan the fact that well-trained performers such as yourself 
maybe a Daryl Summers genuine triple threat trained in dancing, singing and acting are being supplanted by reality stars or, you know, one hit wonders. He goes, thank you so much. And then I said, look, I mean, and I said so quickly, is the variety turd dead? And he goes, it seems to be. You know, <laughs> once, once you played to his ego, he never heard the word turd. And twice I called him a variety turd. <laughs> My mate then rang up the station. We had a $20 bet and I claimed him for 40 He rang up the producer and said, I've disgusted the previous caller on six different occasions called Ernie a turd. And the, <laughs> and the producer said, I guarantee you that would never happen. We would have dumped it. Uh, sorry if you're offended that he's called the turd. And I said, no, I'm offended that he only did it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Ernie. He's yeah. not very well. He's, uh, no, no. I, mean, I, don't, I don't wish to spit on his gravy. And I don't no, know no. He, but he, did, the... he, did, he did play sort of footless and fancy free with the truth. Because old lady didn't ring up, but he claimed that he played 33 games for the Bulldogs. Yeah. And after they hung up, he'd go, I'm joking. But they <laughs> certainly never heard that. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, a very, uh, and, and you're right, Brian, he's not well these days. So I think he, uh, I think it's fairly, fairly dementia, common knowledge. Yes, yeah, dementia, yeah. And, and unfortunately, I don't think he, he knew a lot about the 2016 premiership that the Doggies won. Um, oh, so, boy. Yeah, so that, that's it. <laughs> Sad for anyone to, to kind of finish their their days like yeah. that, but he's still but, with us, I believe. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, he is. Yes, we're not. And I thought I thought Bert, Bert making a recovery. Yes. What's he doing? Well, he they photographed him with his grandkid in the hospital bed. That's Looks right. Looks like a poor smile, but a big operation like that at that age, he's done well to come out the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I do note that um, that Mick Malloy on the front bar is uh, is continuing to do his Bert Newton jokes, which which I'm sure Bert would probably be actually loving, um, yeah. Because uh, that that's the that's the edgy humour that Bert had when he was uh, at his peak, and uh, and Mick's doing Bert Newton <laughs> jokes, um, which are very funny. Very funny indeed. Now, the other one I wanted to mention from last week we missed was Bobby Fulton, uh, one of the great rugby league players of all time. As someone who grew up in Queensland, he was a New South Welshman and State of Origins on next week, and I hope they they do a fitting tribute to Bob Fulton because he he was he was a Ted Whitten type character in uh, in rugby league world. He was one of the greatest players that uh, he's an immortal and all that stuff. But he one of one of the greats. He passed away at seventy one, I think he was. And this week we've lost a few too, boys. Who we lose? Well, Gavin McLeod passed away yesterday at the age of 90. Who's Gavin McLeod? Oh. The Lob Boat. Th- thank you. Oh, Lord yeah, man. yeah, yeah. From Anne McLeod's Navy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And uh, the Mary Tyler well, Moore Show. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. I guess it'll be buried at sea. The Lobo's You know, I mean. <laughs> He was good. He, he, he was good. He never, he never did what that guy, the captain, what Concordia did, that Italian captain. No. <laughs> no the love boat never ran aground, to the best of my knowledge. He was a better, he was a better captain, captain than uh, Alan uh, McHale was in. And I think if he did run aground, he wouldn't be the first off the boat. Like the Italian guy. <laughs> yeah, so he, ran back, he ran back to get his coat home. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was, he was literally showing off the some bird how close he could get to the coast. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. doing a drive-by in, a, in an ocean line. What a dick. Wasn't he trying to impress some woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have a look at the beautiful coastline. I'm going closer, closer. What was his name? Leo, what a wanker. I mean, <laughs> I have plenty of beautiful women. Today, I shall go very fast by the shore and with the guts out of the boat, but I do not care because I am sexy. Yeah. He, he, apparently, when the boat crashed, um, he was performing a sexual act on, his, on, on that lady. Oh, really? And then he left the boat and they said, you can't leave the boat. The captain's got to go down with the boat. He said, I've already done that. Oh, <laughs> oh, 
two points uh, from Norway. Well, Gavin McLeod was the skipper of the love boat, so I suppose that all fits. Yep. Um, also passing away this week, and I know this one would have upset you enormously, uh, Brian, John Davis died. John Davis. John Davis, the voice of, the voice of Millie Vanilli. Oh, yes. Yes, that's no good, is it? So he actually did right. the singing. He did the singing there. Right. And the other well, one, you, yeah, yeah, go on. Yeah. You left out Doris Day passed away this week too. Did she yes. really? Okay. Yeah. And uh, her mother invented liquid paper. Yes. So anyway. Yes, all right. Uh, well, actually, someone, <laughs> someone who did pass away who I actually – I really like this bloke. I think he was a really, really good singer. Didn't have a lot of hits in this country because some of his bigger songs got covered by other people. But BJ Thomas passed away this week. And don't ask what the BJ stands for again because um, it's, Billy, it's Billy Joe. Um, he looks like Billy Miller from the Ferrets. Probably Billy Jack, and he does karate. No, not Billy Jack. It was Billy Joe. But he had uh, raindrops here, the original version of Raindrops Give Fall on My Head, which was used in the movie, um, and had uh, had some great songs. He a really, really good singer, BJ Thomas. And unfortunately, I think he was 78 or 79. He passed away this week as well. So no. wanted to mention that one. Now, well. wanted to mention the footy tips. Oh, Brian. Oh, yeah. Brian. How'd I go? Well, you uh, you won this week's tipping. Well done, Brian. All right. How many did I get? Eight. 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 All right. And I'll tell you now, Brian, you won't get six this week. But anyway, you you got eight. You got eight last week. We all missed. Oh, beauty. We all missed on the Bulldogs who uh, let us down, and uh, you, of course, picked your Bombers, and uh, finally, and I went for the West Coast Eagles. That's that was the difference. Oh, well done, Brian. I told you the Bombers would win oh, here we go. either against West Coast or against Richmond. I just had a feeling we were going to do a bit of giant killing, well, and we did. And now I think we might beat Richmond as well. You're playing well. Mm. Yeah, we are. Those young kids are the best thing that's ever happened to us. Yeah. Um, they, they play with intensity. They want to win. They haven't spent too much time with Zaharakis, so they just get complacent. So it's good. So you know, it's okay. Is the is the truck the answer? Is the the coach the answer? I think he, I, I think he is at okay. the moment. Um, you know, we I can see what we're trying to do. We're trying to play very much like the Bulldogs with that sort of quick hand pass game, but it's a longer hand pass thing. And um, yeah, look, you know, under worst, I like them to see what we were trying to do. Uh, there didn't seem to be a game plan, but under truck, um, I can see. Oh, that, yeah. that was- now your best mate's on <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I wanted him sacked after round one, but um, yeah, it, it rhymes with truck, but it wasn't truck. <laughs> and also, I thought the umpires did a good job. This oh, week. turn it up! Here we go. No, I thought there was. I thought expected Essendon to get a bit of a raw deal over West Coast. I thought the umpiring was very fair, and even the Sydney game. I thought the umpires would um, bring Sydney home, but they didn't need to. Um, so well done to the umpires this week. I thought they did a good job. Hey, now, someone who watches a lot of footy and uh, knows what they're talking about, Finey, and I, I do respect your opinion greatly as a, as a football observer and commentator, um, are you convinced about Essendon? Uh, sort of, um, not this year, but in the next two to three years, yes, I am, actually. Okay. They've got some really good young players this year. They're playing Paris in the right position. Draper's yeah. a good ruckman. He comes back into the team. Their back line was great with Nick Hines from St Kilda. Well done, St Kilda. Yeah. He's going <laughs> um, and, and, look, there's ups and downs in footy. It's not all, you know, onwards and upwards. There'll be some road bumps along the way. But those youngsters, they're tall, they're mobile, but the most important thing about them is they're unencumbered. You know, they're not from the sort of Asada era. They're not from um, the sort of failings of Worsold. They actually look like they really enjoy playing footy. You put two yeah. or three of that team, that goes a long way. St. Kilda doesn't have that at the moment. You need people that don't have baggage. Yeah. You know, yeah. football's very similar to Jetstar. 
Yeah, go on. You do a lot better than uh, that. <laughs> hey, does a does a Dylan Shield just go straight back into that team and play in the middle, or do they find somewhere new to play? No him? way. Oh, no way. I mean, I didn't miss him at all. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you never hear Essendon supporters or even commentators go and Shield is out. It's like not this. Yeah, and Devin Smith. I don't, I'm not missing him either at the moment, and I think it's. It was a blessing that Shield got injured and uh, Corwell got injured because it gave Parrish the opportunity to play that inside midfielder role, which he's just flourishing in. So sometimes bad luck brings it on good opportune. Correct. Yep. Correct. Yeah. About time I was right. Right. So while yeah. while we're talking footy, uh, Fanny, uh Melbourne made a statement on Friday night when they beat the doggies, and they were very good. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the doggies were a little bit off their tucker, but uh, that the beside the, the, they were off their tucker because the opposition was very good. So the the two words "real deal" does it apply to Melbourne in your eyes now? Oh yeah, yeah, they are because they've got the three parts of the ground well stocked. You know, their midfield's excellent. Clayton Noggles has gone up again yeah. as a player to be one of the best in the comp. Well, you know, Petrarca is a star, um, and they're getting well supported by. You know, the likes of decent players have been there for a while. Harms is a good move. Don't yeah. worry about that. He's, um, Rivers, they're kind of late. But the back line is very good. That sort of where the strength seems to have been with Lever and May. They were beautifully intended. So the back line's good. Midfield's good. And the forward line, though not settled yet, we don't know whether they're going Brown or Wiedemann. They can't use both because they've got, um, obviously, the two Ruckman, Jackson and Gorn, and they have to play both of those. But otherwise, that forward line is a very good mix of different types. Pickett, one of the fastest in the comp, he's yep. very good Pickett. He's getting Rioli on, isn't he? Cyril yep. Rioli on. Yep. Bailey Fritz, an excellent mid-size mark and kick a goal. Spargo's got a spot in the team, very good Hassler. And then a couple of bigs, you know, they're not, none of them are yet superstars on their own, but put them together and they're a handful. Yep, yep. Totally agree. Totally agree. Going well. Yeah. And, and doggies do have a problem. That back line, their, their back line, the two tall backmen aren't good enough. Keith is, he, he's just, there's something not right about him. You know, sometimes he takes good pack marks, but he just, you saw him on, against Bulldogs just give, um, uh, against Melbourne, you just saw him give Tom McDonald ridiculous latitude on a couple of occasions. Yep. And not even seemed to think that it was an issue. And Zane Cordy, well, we know he's not a superstar, and he really isn't. So it's a bit exploitable down back. Yep. And the other thing is, um, you can stop it. You know, Luke Beverage likes being a bit quirky, like Kevin Sheedy used to be. You know what? You can stop playing Johansson on the half-four flag. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't work, so you know, it'll stop it. The, the mentality behind that clearly is put one of your best attackers, uh, one of your best def- running defenders into a, into that space. But him running off the half back line just sets up so much stuff for him. I didn't understand uh, what they what they gained by not having him on the half back line with him on one side and Caleb Daniel on the other. I would have thought is is the way yeah. you run the ball out of the back line. He is a surprisingly very good shot of goal. He kicked a couple yeah. of goals from yeah, but that he doesn't get it enough. No. And, and Mitch Wallace really is being treated unfairly, I think. Well, uh, even Brad Johnson is now suggesting that if Mitch Wallace wants to continue playing uh, regular senior footy, he might need to go to another club because you've still got um, a Dunkley to come back into that uh, that midfield. Toby McLean yeah. was due to play his first VFL game last weekend, but obviously with the COVID uh, lockdown, didn't, but he's due to come back. So there's still uh, an embarrassment of, uh, if you want to call it riches, uh, still to come back in there. And Mitch is, you know, uh, not getting a game ahead of a, a Garcia and a couple of the other younger blokes that have come through and jumped over the top of him. Yeah, well, Waitman's a good forward. He, he's yeah. lively, very good. He's very good, Waitman. Yeah, he's good. I like Waitman. Yeah, he, he looks like a kid, but he's either in front of the principal's office about to get a detention. <laughs> Or waiting for the cops to turn up, having nicked something from the local chemist. <laughs> he looks like a naughty, a, boy, a naughty boy about to do something naughty. Yeah, he looks like someone. A lot of stuff yeah. Does, yeah. 
a lot of the stuff he does on the field is pretty precocious. You know, it's exciting. Yeah, no, he's very good. Hey, funny, I wanted to ask you, the uh, the huff and puff story about Max King seeking out his old um, school coach to get a few little goal-kicking lessons and the club putting the kibosh on it, um, I'm talking about Max King seeking out Matty Lloyd to help him with some goal-kicking yep. yips. Are you are you think that St Kilda have been a bit precious there or is that the way it should happen? Uh, I don't know what the protocol is, but I'll tell you this much. And I mean this. Amateur, A grade, B grade, C grade, D grade. As long as it's the season, it's not reserved. Any local football comp, maybe the first two grades, not the lower grade. It's there forwards, kick steps off, and, and just generally kick the goal off. If you kicked in the last month, you would be embarrassed and appalled. This is not about AFL football. They're goal kicking. Symptomatic of something wrong with the club. I mean, incredibly, after uh-huh. a 100% loss, they won and actually went backwards. More problems than more problems caused than solved in that win over North. I mean, in realistic terms, St. Kilda's only better than North and Hawthorne at the moment. Which is not good. But that, I would not want to play any other team. Can they snap out of it? No, because I barrack for them, and it's a curse that I have to carry my entire life. It's what it is, whatever. Right. So yeah. what? So <laughs> I'll say, kill the. You know, I, I watched I watch those English um, playoff games. Yep. On the weekend, and like Lincoln City's been around for 137 years. That was their second ever game at at, at Wembley. Wow. Yeah, you know, they go. You know. And yet their supporters seem a lot happier with life than, than, I, would, I, than I would ever would. <laughs> Did they win? No, that, that, you know, they were, I've got a, a friend who, he works in the TME in South Yarra, but I also knew the governor, Steve. He's, he's from Lincoln, and he buried for them. So I've always had a soft spot for them. They led after 46 seconds. Wow. Blackpool kicked an own goal, but they got beaten 2-1. Oh. But in betting in betting years, Brentford's up in the EPL, first time in 74 years. Wow. And Morecambe is up in League One, first time they've ever gone there. Is Wise up as well? That? Yeah, and no, I'm saying yeah. that. It's built without Wise. <laughs> Morecambe and Wise. Yeah, straight away what I thought of. All right. Uh, anything else you want to oh, – look at the footy. Uh, the other thing is um, – who who would be who would you be thinking right now, Finey, is your two grand final teams and your bolter? Well, definitely the bolter is the Richmond fullback, Noah. <laughs> yes, <But> thank you. The, <laughs> you got the joke. Good. Yes. Um, I at the moment have got Melbourne and Brisbane there, but just because they've played well at the moment, that will change. But you ask me at the moment, and my bolter would be Richmond. Mr. Now, no, it's not much of a bolter. No, I know, but no, I'm with you. Halfway through, Adelaide, they were a bolter. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you too. I, I think they are the team that uh, most likely, not that, not going to be one of the two teams I'm going to mention, but they're the the one that, if you, I was picking, yeah. and the third one, they'd be it. Um, for me, it's Melbourne, and it's Brisbane yeah. as well. I, I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm taking my doggy's hat off for a ticket, and, and I've got Richmond as the bolter there because I think. Yep. We just get found out a little when the pressure comes on, and the pressure will be on full on during that, that final series. So, Mr. Mannix, who are you, who is your grand final right now? Well, it was the first time I'd seen Melbourne play this year when I watched the Bulldogs game, and they were very, very impressive. But I still have no faith in their culture. I think they'll they'll fall over when it matters. And so, for me, I'm going to put Brisbane in the grand final, and I'm going to put the Dogs in. Brisbane and the Dogs, okay. And probably the bolter would be Richmond. Yeah, so we all got Richmond as the team that's lurking around that could could jump in, uh, which means that the first game this weekend on Friday night, wherever it finishes up being played, is uh, is what we all think. Well, not all of us, but what two of us think will be the grand final: Melbourne and the Brisbane Lions. Who wins this weekend, regardless of where it's played, Finey? Brisbane. Mister Mannix. Yeah, I agree, Brisbane. 
Um, I'm going to go with Melbourne. Only because I think it's going to be played in Brisbane. Uh, I'm not sure it's going to be. Only because I just hate Melbourne. <laughs> I actually, I'm not sure where it's going to be played. It's, it's certainly not going to be played in Darwin at uh, um, TIO Stadium or TIO Park. Yeah. Um, but Sydney was the la- the last I heard was that Sydney was a possibility. It might be played there. Okay. So I'm not sure. Uh, I know Melbourne are quite happy to play it wherever. They don't mind. They're happy to play it at the Gabba. So. Oh, how arrogant of them! We'll <laughs> play anyone anytime. How about us? <laughs> you know, they've had half a season that they've played well and they think they're King Dick already. Gee, they make me sick. <laughs> what a bunch of, how about me? How about me? Oh, yeah. yeah they love themselves. They can get stuck. The game will be played well, at Mount Buller. Ma- <laughs> the game will be played at Mount, Mount Buller or uh, a chalet uh, in the Snowy Mountains. Ski season. Yeah, he opens this weekend. Incidentally, I should have said, Brian, you got eight last week, uh, and yeah. Finey and I both got seven. So uh, Finey's still on top with a total of sixty-six. Good, uh, good year that Finey sixty-six. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm on sixty-five, and uh, Brian, you've uh, caught up one. You're up to fifty-seven. So you've, you've quite uh, right. one a week. That'll do me. Yep. I'll get right back in there. All right. Uh, second game is St Kilda and the Swans. At this stage, where is this being played? This has been played in Sydney now, isn't it? Hang on. Yeah. What was the first game? Melbourne and Brisbane, you buffet. Oh, I picked Brisbane. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's very early in the morning. Oh, talk about, you know, talk about 10 to 12. Talk about the goldfish syndrome. Um <laughs> St Kilda and the Swans. I'm oh, sorry, Finey, I hate to say that I'm going to the Swans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly to me. Where is it? Well, we don't know. I think it's in Sydney. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll go to, go to the AFL Swans. Yep, no, but I think the umpires are flying in from uh, the Tiwi Islands. Right. Yeah, I'll let you do the trick. Yeah, <laughs> go to Swans at home. <laughs> Uh, just, just do the tip. Doesn't matter where the game's being played. It's still just you know four sticks well, on one end, four sticks up the other end, and a bit of grass in between. Yeah, but you've got if in Sydney, you've got eighteen blokes and four umpires on the one team, and that gives them a bit of an edge. Right, Adelaide and the Crows. Uh, sorry, Adelaide Crows and Collingwood. Adelaide and the Crows. Um, now, I believe Collingwood are going to fly out on the day of the game on Saturday and fly back out almost straight away, provided the South Australian government lets them in and out. And that's because they're from Victoria, not because they're from Collingwood. Uh, so the Crows and Collingwood, who are you picking, Brian? Um, I'm going to go for the Crows. Okay. Adelaide to win that. Finey? Crows. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you. I, I just can't pick Collingwood. Collingwood's like Brody Grundy and... Did you see a picture of Nathan Buckley's new squares? Uh, I saw them down the road about two weeks ago. Mate, he's batting way above his weight here, for goodness sake. You know. Like, uh, she's a supermodel, this Sheila. She looks about half his age, looks like his daughter. But um, anyway... Are you saying, well, well, so what are you saying yeah, about Nathan? You've got to be in a star, but you want to be a rock star. <laughs> I'm saying Nathan's got a head like a robber's dog. <laughs> and, um, you know, he looks a bit like Paul Gallon from the NRL. Oh, you know, he the boxer doesn't guy. look like Paul He's Gallen. got that same punched-in-face look. <laughs> and he does. He just And he's not. got some chick that's got, oh, it looks like she's had a bit of work done, but oh, she's, wow. Like uh, just the, had the boobs done, I'd reckon, and the lips are looking pretty luscious. So, anyway, well done, Nathan. You uh, obviously got a, a good pickup line. So. Thank, thank so you, Doctor Brian. Thank you. Dr. All right, Brian. no problem. Yeah, good. Um, all right, so we're all going Adelaide there, Essendon and Richmond. Now, is this being played? Where's this being played in Perth? <laughs> so this is yeah. the Dreamtime game. Yeah. In Perth. So, uh, Brian, can they keep it going against Richmond? You said earlier that you thought they could. I do think they can. Um, you know, if you're a betting man, you probably wouldn't put money on Essendon, but I just got a sneaky feeling we're going to do a bit of giant killing over the next couple of weeks. Had a good one last week. 
So I take a lot of confidence out of that. And Richmond, you know, gets them a bit annoyed and then they start giving away 50-metre penalties. So, um, you know, yeah, I think Essendon can do it. All right. I'm going for Richmond. Uh Based on nothing except, uh, you know, obviously the form in the past. What about you, Fonny? What do you reckon? Well, Dave, I'll go to the Tigers, though. Yep. All right. Yeah, I think it will. I think, I've, look, I've, I've only seen bits and pieces of Essendon. What I've seen I've, has been pretty good. Um, Tip and Woody's certainly in uh, in terrific form. He's a, he's a really exciting player to watch. Very exciting. Yeah. Even when he's got a Band-Aid on his head that makes him look like a failed tennis player of the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and Guelphie's really stepped up too. Little scrabble there. So, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Carlton take on the West Coast Eagles. This will be in Perth as well. Uh, <laughs> the Blues are in a bit of trouble, but, geez, I don't think the Eagles are travelling terribly well either, just quietly. Finey? I'll go with the Eagles, but um, if it was here, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles too, but I'm, I'm absolutely not convinced. But I'm, I'm just also – I find Carlton a, an insipid football team to watch and to and to sort of follow in any way. Oh, they, they get a little bit better each year. Uh, the home rate of progress, they're going to win the flag in 4,009. <laughs> <laughs> They move a millimetre a year. They make glaciers look like runaway trains. <laughs> well, who are you, Tim and Brian? Carlton or the Eagles? Well, I don't think West Coast are going to lose two games at home in a row. So, West Coast for me. All right. And the final game of the Besides round? Carlton the shit out. <laughs> um, no, just, that's just a technical football term. Yep. yep. Okay. They are parked. I'll look it up. Rubbish. I'll look it up in Kevin Sheedy's Dictionary of Football. I'm sure he's written no, it. No. Uh, final, final game of the round is also in Perth, uh, and it's Frio taking on the Western Bulldogs, who flew to Sydney and then will fly from Sydney to Perth. So I'm tipping the doggies, but uh, we're, going the, uh, we're going the long way home. Fine. No, I think. Yeah. I'm going the Dockers. Dockers? Yep, Fremantle. Fremantle, okay. Mm. What about you? Expecting a bit. Expecting a bit of help from the home umpires there, perhaps. I think oh, Fremantle. Right. I like watching Fremantle. They, you know, they, they don't. They haven't quite got it right yet, but I like the way they go about it. Okay. Well, I think didn't they lose two players this week? Rio. To what? Uh, a couple Scurvy. Of that Typhoid. Yeah. Bubonic so, plague. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, no, I think, um, who was it? Oh, Bulldogs. So you're going Bulldogs? Yeah, who they play for you? Yeah, nah, for you, rubbish. Okay. <laughs> so uh, by this week to Geelong, Gold Coast, the Giants, Hawthorne, North Melbourne and Port Adelaide all have a bye in the uh, the first of the split week. So there's only the six games this week. So um, yep. that, that's why I said earlier, Brian, you'll struggle to get six. Right. Okay, now I see. Right. Uh, okay. Now, uh, now, finally, just to indulge Brian Knife for a moment, before we get into Chart Attack properly, I, I want to mention, uh, and I always like to mention uh, Finey's appearance on the Footyology podcast, but Brian, very excited because today the latest edition of the Life of Brian dot, 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 <laughs> Mannix, that is, podcast went up and you and I are both like giddy little bloody schoolgirls because we finally got to talk to someone who we both idolised for a long, long time. Oh, it was just fantastic, and what a lovely bloke, and, you know, I loved, we learned to say who it is, Kev? Yeah. Well, I loved the monkeys, and I've still got my monkey mobile, so I got for my seventh birthday, as I, I tried it, and my favourite monkey was always Mickey Dolenz, I liked his voice the best, and I thought he was the funniest, and to get to sit down and have a chat with Mickey Dolenz, Gee whiz, Kev, you know, life doesn't get to the moment you just got to stop and pinch yourself and say, life's been good to me. Yep, yep, I totally agree. It's one of those funny ones, like Alice Cooper knocked my socks off and I loved speaking to Alice yeah. uh, and I'd spoken to him before, obviously, but and his was, 
my my kind of uh, adoration for Alice was built around you know as a as a disc jockey I guess playing his songs on the yeah. radio, uh, but with yeah. Mickey uh, with Mickey Dolans and with the Beatles they're the two ones that probably immediately spring to mind for me. It's it's me as a kid. It's what I grew up trying. You know, I, I wanted yeah. to, I, like you. I wanted to be Mickey Dolans. I was in my room singing monkey songs, thinking I was going to be a pop star. Yeah, no, that was I was just such a villain. What a Entertaining bloke, yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice guy. Terrific. That was terrific, and we had two cracks at it. We phoned him once, and he was out and about somewhere, and pulled his car over the side of the road, and it was as noisy as buggery. So we said, "Oh, we can't hear you properly." So we, uh, an hour later, we reconvened, and he was uh, he was generous with his time and terrific. So have a listen. Yeah, to we're it. only we're only supposed to get him for fifteen minutes. We got him for about half an hour. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. And he talked about the monkeys, and he talked about uh, the Hollywood vampires, and he talked about Circus Boy, and uh, no, he was terrific. So uh, if you get a chance, please have a listen to it. Uh, but yeah, we're a couple of giddy schoolboys. We were. Yeah, I was good thing I'm wearing stretch denim. Just thinking about it. Exactly. So we go to 1966 because I uh, shot uh, finally a text message last night and said, "Give me a year for the for the chart attack." To which you replied. Yeah. To which you replied, Finey. So the long lines of it's got to be sixty-six. All the rest, every other year is a bloody disaster. <laughs> so, right. so based on that, I've gone to the 9th of September, nineteen sixty-six. So St Kilda fans would have been filled with joy and uh, all ready for the, the the big moment. So uh, this is the five ka good guy survey. Okay. So, so it's uh, it's Adelaide. Uh, Jim Slate yep. joins the 5KA Good Guys Monday to Friday, 10pm to 12 midnight. Sundays, 12 noon to 6pm. No wonder most people listen to 5KA. Right. <laughs> so they were the good Jim guys. Slate. They were the good guys in uh, in Adelaide. And, of course, uh, they were good guys all around each capital city in the country. So, all right. So give me but a... That's why, you know, I didn't do this. I had the great... Privilege of interviewing Deadly Ernest. Who was the Deadly Ernest in Melbourne? Oh, Baker, okay. Ralph, Ralph Baker. Oh, okay. Right. There's different Deadly Ernest in that city. Yeah. Yes, there was. Yes, there was. I think a mate of mine was Deadly Ernest for a little while in Brisbane. Um, a comedy actor, a mate of mine. Because um, the, 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 the one in Melbourne was really skinny bloke, wasn't he? A little bloke, but such a lovely guy, you know. Really, he said he played it for the sort of laugh, but what he didn't know, you know, I was like eight or nine at the time. Cause for people who don't know, that Friday night movie on Channel O or something was a, a, a B-grade horror, but it would be introduced and then at halfway through, Deadly Ernest would be a character coming out of a coffin. Yes. He might have been playing it for laugh with Igor on his side, a uh, fake parrot or something. Yep. But... He, he made me wee my pants almost literally. I, think. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I saw him, I had to hide behind the couch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, I was. Uh, I used to watch it. I they talk about watching things through the, the cracks in your fingers. Yeah. I, I always watched it. Like when I knew he come on, was coming on, and run out of the room, but then watch watch the TV from afar. I mean, yeah, it was simpler times. Let me tell you. I genuinely thought he could escape the TV and cause wreak havoc in my house. Yeah, I sort of felt that way too. And the movies that you watch like... Oh, you're like, stupid, Brian. That's <laughs> in my house. Yeah. <laughs> the movies you watch then, they were terrifying. And then years later, you watch them again, you go, oh, my God, that terrifying bird's actually a puppet. And, <laughs> uh, you know, when you were, when you were little, it was really scary. Now you watch it, you go, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but generally, you only had about eight movies on rotation. You had um, The Healer Monster, um, that Rube Morgue or whatever it is. He had um, The Gorgon, which I still was scared of. That's the one with the snakes in her hair. Um Creeper from the Black Lagoon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I saw that. I saw that. That creature from the Black Lagoon. I saw that creature come out of the Black Lagoon eight times, <laughs> and I never had the courage to watch more than than that. So oh, for me, God. that's just a movie about some 
you know, some croaks were getting out of a dirty pudding pool. <laughs> Wasn't that for you, um, They used to put Dracula movies up too a fair bit, didn't they? The old Boris Karloffy no, type not movies. In, not in that time slot. That was like the big – oh, the blob was very popular. The yeah, blob, the yeah. claw, the claw, which is the giant eagle. That got to go on it. And um, them, the one with the giant ants. And oh, yeah. Bit, so them is a very good that. movie. You see, the, the Gila monster was just a stumpy tail lizard wreaking havoc in a tiny, you know, model of, of building. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, what? Yeah, no Godzilla films? <laughs> no. Oh, no. This was Channel O. I mean, Channel O, Channel o had a weekly budget that was probably similar to most school tuck shops. <laughs> you know, if you ever watch Almost Anything Goes or the yeah. VFA, yep. they weren't exactly spending the big bucks down the channel low. Yep. One of their biggest stars was Hal Todd. Yes. Hal uh, was great. And, of course, sponsored by Del Monte, of course. Golden, ca- Golden Casket with oh, Jenny well. the Bauble and Leon the Watch Kick. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. oh gee, TV was shit out, wasn't it? Oh, no. It was the, 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 them's the good old days, boys. Uh, all yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, give me a number, Mr. Mannix, for uh, the September 9, 1966, 5KA <laughs> top 50. Uh, okay, I'm going to go for Nick Cox, 13. 30? 13. Oh, 13. Sorry, I don't know Nick's. Uh, oh, well, you'll love this one. Though not this version, Sam the Sham doing Little Red Riding Hood. Well, that's a oh. great song. Yeah, I like that song. Little, hey, Red, Red, Riding Hood. Little Red Riding Hood, that one. Yeah. You sure are looking that's good. It. You're everything that a big bad wolf could want. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> all right. Good song. All right, Fanny, uh, number please. Number six. Number six. Oh, well, recently celebrated a 50th anniversary of a television show that he was very heavily involved with, but not back in these days. In 1966, he was the pop star. His name was Johnny Young, and the song was Step Back. Oh, yeah. Remember that one, Brian? Step back a little, fall in love. Step back a little, little step back a little, you're falling in love with me tonight. Yeah, that's it. Johnny Young's. Wee, 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 all the way home. Almost, yep. yes. Uh, I'm going to go number 17. Number 17. Oh, well, hang on. Here you go. Uh, uh-huh. The bloke who passed away this week, BJ Thomas. Yeah. And a song. Hello, <laughs> Billy Joe. Uh, sorry. This song's that old. He wasn't BJ yet. He was just. <laughs> He, he was just known as H.J. H.J. <laughs> <laughs> Can you two well, stop it? A man passed away during the week, for God's sake, and the song was Mama. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, but it was, I thought it was going to be Handjive. No, don't start. Jesus, honestly. Uh, very, very, uh, very touching song, Mama. Yeah, Mama. BJ singing Mama, there's something wrong there. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Finally. <laughs> Mama and the BJ. Oh, no, stop it. No, that's it. But oh, he, had a with, he, had a, he had a hit with hand sandy, didn't he? No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, was okay. it, did he have an album called Spank the Monkey? No, he did not. Joseph the Bishop? No. Right. No. Okay. He, wasn't, he wasn't as prolific as we thought. No, no. exactly. <laughs> Didn't have nearly as many albums. He found God in later life, did BJ Thomas. Now. Oh, where, where did he find him? A lot of people have been finding God. That's the one thing about God. He does get lost a lot. Yes. Well, he's supposed to be everywhere, so why do I have to go to church? He's, a, he's here anyway. So well, he's, a, he's definitely on the US PGA tour. He's on every tour. <laughs> <laughs> he's with the Stones, he's touring with you too, he's touring with BJ Thomas. Give me a number, Brian, will you, from the top I'll 50? I'll give you uh, number 23. 23. Oh, now this I, I reckon I've got a copy of this somewhere on single. Uh thing called Going Back by Dusty Springfield. 
Thomas. No, it's not going back to BJ Thomas. Lusty Dusty Springfield. Uh, nice little song going back. Uh, but I don't uh, remember. Wasn't, it wasn't a huge hit. Go on, finally, give me a number. We had Step Back and Going Back. Um, you got Baby Got Back? I can sing that, actually. I know all the words. Baby um, Come Back. No, Baby Got Back. I like what did they do back. to her back? You know, I like big butts, but I cannot lie. My girlfriend worked her Honda, played Workout Tapes by Honda. Who sings that? I know that was her dick a lot. Oh, okay. No, I'm not aware of that. I am No, you know. That, that baby, it's a huge, it was a huge problem. It was about that he, you know, he liked women with big butts. Um, okay, I'll go for number 19. Number 19. All right, is, um, oh, The Trogs with a Girl Like You. What a good song. Okay. Good song. Uh, I'll, okay, go, okay. I'll, go, I'll go a little further down. You don't know With a Girl Like You? No. Okay. <clears throat> Does BJ know. Thomas do it? No, he doesn't do it. Stop it. Well, he's had a, with a girl like you, I'll get myself a BJ Thomas. All right, that'll be enough of that. Uh, All right. Okay, I'm going to go with number 20. No, number, Ron Brassy was a 31. 31. 31. Right. Oh, oh, good song. Twilights. Ooh. Remember the Twilights? Uh, uh, yes. Glenn Shorrick, Soul Band. Yes. Needle in a Haystack. Good song. Yeah. I mean, Needle in a Haystack, that song by the Velvetettes, you know, that, the original song by that by the Motown band. Yeah. What, what's called the Vel- Velvetettes? The, the women? I think so. That is one of my favourite songs of all time, and the story of those women is beautiful. You know, that was their only hit. Not because they weren't good, but... They sort of got overlooked a bit by the Motown directors, and they were actually beautiful singers and dancers, but they were also music musicians and music teachers. And they went back, and a couple of them went back, and sort of for the next 30 years or whatever, were much loved high school music teachers. Wasn't there a movie made of that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They were really great stories. And they were called Jaws. They didn't. They weren't sort of angry or, or felt that they'd you know been overlooked or bitter. They just were wrapped up. They had that one song, and they sing it so beautifully and dance it so beautifully. It's, it's great. Yeah, no, I reckon I've seen that somewhere. And I can't remember where it's in. I reckon it might have been turned into a movie or a doco of some description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely <laughs> that documentary yeah. where the all loved this one of them. They just really. Had a great effect on people's lives. Yep. Yep. Well, one of them, one of them's mother in, invented liquid paper, and she did quite well out of that. You know, the fun thing about that is that my mother invented liquid paper. Did she? Yeah. But you know, it was odd because I'm neither yep. a monkey or well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I can't believe you didn't bring that up with Mickey Dolans when we spoke to him. <laughs> didn't didn't drop a liquid paper joke in there. That's how I know. And the amount of times we spoke about somebody's mother inventing liquid paper, <laughs> and we spoke to Mickey, and we didn't bring it up. Yeah, well, that was a bit we, of an oversight. We could have because he's done a, the album that we talked to him about. The, the new album is an album of Michael Nesmith songs. Um, the man, Ooh. the man whose mother did invent it, and the person who produced and put the album together is Christian Nesmith, who is Michael's son. So we could have easily whacked it in there, but he mightn't have taken it well. Uh, all right, the number. Can I say something about liquid paper. Sorry. Right. Can I say something about liquid paper, which I always said about liquid paper? Yeah, go on. For products that you can buy all around the world, it is absolutely shit. <laughs> oh, you know, co- correcting things in white paint. In a little brush is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. I, okay. I always thought liquid paper was crap. Okay. Really? Oh, I still yeah. use it. You, I, I still use it you now. It stands out like dog balls when you use it. Yeah, I know. And then that. you'd ride over it. You'd ride over it before it dried. Mm. Hurry. <laughs> Yeah, it's really annoying. No, it is. It is annoying, but it's 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 the only alternative we have, funny. Yeah, I, you know, I, you can buy little bottles of liquid paper eight dollars each, or just buy one tub of like white paper to last you your lifetime. There you go. 
There you go. Now let's have a look at the top ten from uh, September 1966, the 9th of <coughs> September 1966, the 5KA top 50. Here's the top ten. Number ten, yep. bus stop by the Hollies. Good song. Now, this is Adelaide with all the serial killers they've got there. They used to cruise the bus stop. Well, no, bus stop was number 10. Number nine was Spring Fever by Tony Pass. Remember that. Spring Fever's got a hold on me. Do you? Yeah, Spring Fever's got a hold on me. Really? Uh, no, you remember. Well, get, go get vaccinated. Yes, thank you. Um, now you remember that song, Brian Shawley, Spring Fever's Got a Hold On Me. Yeah, Spring Fever's Got a Hold On Me. Oh, yeah, that guy's mum invented liquid paper. Yeah, exactly. Number eight is uh, Guanamera by the Sandpipers. Guanamera, that one. That's the one. That's the one. I was thinking about that song the other day. Really? That, that, yeah, but that song was part of my childhood because my parents, you know, loved music and they loved that a bit of that samba or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, does that song have any other words? Yeah, because if you're Egyptian or Haitian, <laughs> you get to sleep deprivation down at Guantanamo Bay. Thank you, Mr. Maddox. Yeah, I don't know, that's part of my that song for some reason. There you go. Number five, your parents would like this one too. This is a very um, conservative top 40 chart. Number five was Somewhere My Love by the Ray Conniff Singers. Oh, Ray Conniff. See, my parents would have hated that. Oh, really? Somewhere My Love. You know, in the 60s and 70s or whatever, Melbourne had a lot of dance. They were dancing on Sunday nights with their friends. They were bop, you know. So they would have been into a few of the other songs here, not not that big ballady stuff. I mean, it, you know, I'll tell you the story next week, but if not for Ray Charles, I wouldn't exist. Okay, so we've got the Ray Charles story coming up next week on the program. Uh, Ray, Charles like Ray, Ray Charles or Ray Conniff? Ray Conniff. Ray Conniff. Ray Parker Jr. My, my parents wouldn't know Ray Connors if, they, if he stood up in their breakfast cereal. <laughs> if he did, he'd have milk and sugar all over his head. Whereas where Ray Charles could stand up in their breakfast cereal because he, he couldn't, he, you know, Paul Sellard could have made that mistake without, with no eyesight. Wouldn't know where he was. Number five we mentioned was, uh, sorry, number six was Step Back by Johnny Young. Number five, the Easy Fever EP by the Easy Beats. Don't know exactly what was no, that, good. but that, that's a good one. Number four. Talk about novelty songs. Number four is Napoleon the 14th, They're Coming to Take Me Away. Ha ha. That is that song I canvassed heavily for Essendon to change their club song a few years ago for that. <laughs> During the Asada Repair. It's away. Ha ha. They're coming to take it away. <laughs> <laughs> Would have worked well. Number three. Uh, ha ha. Ho 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 ho. Number three, Sunshine. Number three, Sunshine Superman by Donovan. One of those trippy. Never had that guy. Sunshine came softly through my window today. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, we'll pass that. Donovan Leach, one of his trippy songs. Number two, uh, clearly this is this is uh, an apparition in Adelaide because I don't actually know this song. Uh, another novelty song. So on the top five, they've got two novelty songs. This one's called Freddie Feelgood by Ray Stevens. Oh, yeah, they call him Freddie Feelgood. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd like to become Dr. Feelgood. I have no recollection of that song whatsoever. Yeah, you got up, Freddie Feelgood. So yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to go and Google that and have a listen to it. I thought I knew all the Ray Stevens songs, Guitar Zan and Along Came Jones and all that. But um, I, I would have thought. Freddie Fieldwood is probably, you know, he might have been going all right in 1966, but right now he's probably in the same boat as the guy from Hey Dad and, <laughs> and, and Osmic or whatever, yeah. Bill Cosby. Yes. Number one, you'll love this one, Brian. The number one song was a double A-side again. We talked about them last week. Uh, was The Beatles were number one in 1966 in Adelaide. A-side, Yellow Submarine, B-side, Eleanor Rigby. Eleanor Rigby. I got that record. Yeah, good. good. That's a good record. It is a good record. Exceptionally good I, record. I was five. It was my fifth birthday. Excellent. And I loved all the sound effects in Yellow Submarine. Yep. 
Surprisingly. Yeah. But, but David Cockbourne, what year was Cockbourne? The, the Port Adelaide president, was he alive David Koch? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, he would have been. He would have definitely yeah, no, been. I, I, I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> is that right? David Koch. <laughs> yeah. He is, he is, yeah. They win two games. He's there telling the rest of the world how to run their football clubs. He, he really gets on my go. But still, well made. Fair yeah, enough. Well made. Well made. <laughs> So there's the 5KA Top 50 from September 1966. Brian, you can pick the year for next week. All right. Do I pick it now? You can do it now. You can send me a text. You can keep everyone in suspension, whatever. All right. I'll keep everybody in suspension. All right. All right, boys, that's it for another week. Uh, Stay safe. Hopefully we're out of lockdown by uh, the end of this week, but if not, uh, we'll be in lockdown version of uh, rock and roll again next week. Be safe, take care, and look after yourselves. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't going to do that, but now that you're that's a good idea. Well, now that that this is finished, that's my week's work done. (laughs) (laughs) Checks in the mail, Brian. I might have to go and lie down for a while now. I'm exhausted. All right, you poor thing. All right, you're going to have a lie down. Finally, you're going going to attend to the pool, and I'm going to go and Google Freddie Feelgood. I'm going to prevent some (laughs) liquid paper. Yeah, exactly. See you next week, boys. See you, Ken. See you, Finey. You've just experienced rock and roll. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Facebook.